Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today, we're going to be talking about our predictions and our reactions to the Academy Awards for the Oscars yeah. this year. We're going to do some two parts. We're actually going to, we're recording now, before the Oscars have happened, we're discussing with each other mm-hmm. our predictions for what's going to win, then we're going to have a hopefully subtle transition in the episode, and then we'll come back later and discuss what we think of... The winners. The winners, yes. I think the way to go is just to get started. Absolutely. Uh, we have a ballot. I want to give a, a little bit of a shout-out to thegoldenknight.com, who makes these very good-looking ballots mm-hmm. for the Oscars and the Golden Globes every year. I'm sure other awards, too. Those are the only ones that I've seen. If you're looking for an option to look at what's been nominated and, and what your vote is, that's just really simple and well put together. Thegoldenknight.com is what I would suggest. Yeah. And that's actually the bout that we'll be going from, mm-hmm. starting at the bottom and kind of swirling our way up. The first one that we have on the list is Best Visual Effects. Correct. Luke, who do you think is going to win this Oscar? All right. Well, our nominees for Best Visual Effects are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Difficult decision, but I uh, came with a vote of All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I think it looked spectacular, visually appealing, and all of the effects that they put after the movie, like certain explosions and stuff, looked just as good and mixed well with all of their on-screen special effects, or on-set special effects. Yeah, I think the body horror was really good in that one too. Yeah. Which I think counts. Yeah. It should. Yeah. I think it's a great winner, and I, I genuinely actually hope that it wins, mm-hmm. but I'm playing it a little bit safer. Yeah. It, it hurts me a little bit, because... As much as I enjoyed the movie, I kind of wanted to win anything, but I am picking Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. I know. You're looking at me like <laughs> I betrayed you. Because <laughs> uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd, I gotta play it safe. That's fair. I will say, though, super happy that Black Panther got nominated for this oh, yeah. one. Because one of my high praises of that movie, which I really loved, was that the VFX were really, really good. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that it got recognized. Next, we have best sound uh what, what what did you got for that well the nominees here are again all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman elvis and top gun maverick i'm just now realizing that those two have almost the same nominees <laughs> except for the fourth one yeah. i picked all quiet on the western front me too uh there was one moment when we watched it together where like one of the the german bureaucrats like took a bite out of like a piece of bread mm-hmm. and the crunch was like so loud and so distinct yeah which kind of felt like this is how like rich and powerful he is you yeah know, that you hear when he's eating but when other people would eat it was a little quieter and uh, it's little details like that that i think is going to take this one home also they do a lot of muting other sounds during battle scenes which is done quite often but it was super special in this movie with all of the specific sounds that they would actually turn up yeah and making it very a pretty haunting movie i will say they do mix the music into the other sound effects like very well yeah yeah i I also really appreciated the timing of when the bullet would hit the ground versus when you hear the gunshot mm-hmm. where that feels unrealistic in movies and typically it doesn't matter no but i'm not complaining but when it's done in a more realistic manner it yeah. just feels kind of cool. It does. All right, this this is where it gets a little bit exciting here. What do you have for the best short in live action? 
Okay. Well, our nominees are An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pupel, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. So I have actually seen none of these. So my decision was Ivalu. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I picked. <laughs> so so I saw Le Pupil and Night Ride and I think Le Pupil is not very good. Hmm. And Night Ride feels pretty average. Mid, as the youth would say. Yeah. I, I had a night where I kind of watched as many shorts as I could. So I wound up watching all the animated ones, which we'll get to in a minute. And only those two live action ones. And I came back later to try and watch the other three. And I could not find them anywhere. Yeah. So I haven't seen those three. But I also picked Ivalu partially because that's the one of those three that I wanted to watch the most. Mm-hmm. It sounded the coolest. I don't have much to say about it because I haven't seen <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. So what do you got for Best Short Animated? So these nominees have probably my favorite titles out of any category here. We have The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. Incredible names. I love them so much. I enjoyed four of them. Flying Sailor I thought was okay. The rest of them I think are actually pretty good. Mm. And I think I'd actually be okay if any of those ones won. But my prediction is Ice Merchants. Yeah. I had a difficult time because I've only seen three of them. And they're good, but I didn't feel that they were Oscar-winning except Ice Merchants because the music was beautiful and it was one of those ones with no dialogue and it just it's perfect. I mean, Flying Sailor didn't have any dialogue either, but this one was uh, way better. <laughs> so that's what I went with. I, also, very I really like the art style as well. Yeah. That was really cool. Really, really beautiful story too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I love, especially in these shorts, the art of nonverbal storytelling. Yeah. And repetition in this one. Like, very repetitive. And it pays off at the end, too. Oh, yeah. Minor spoiler alert. You should go watch it. It's on YouTube. Yeah. What do you have for the best international feature film? Okay. So, our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front from Germany. Argentina, 1985 from Argentina. Close. Or Close? Close. I have no idea. (laughs) It's like Close from Belgium. EO from Poland and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. I picked All Quiet on the Western Front, partially because that's the only one of these I've seen. But also, I am a sucker for movies about how horrifying war is when done very well. And this one is done very well. Very beautiful movie. And yeah, I don't know anything about the other ones, so I went with this. I also haven't seen the other ones. <laughs> but you know what? I think that All Quiet on the Western Front is a safe bet. It's mine. It's my choice as well. Mm. I think if we're going to lose, just from what I've heard, it might be Argentina 1985, Mm -hmm. but I feel pretty confident picking All Quiet. Yeah. And we'll definitely, I know for both of us, it's one of our picks for other awards as well. So we'll we'll keep talking about it. Yeah. All right, the next one is Best Makeup and Hairstyling. What What did you put for that? All right, so our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front. The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. And I'll tell you what, I think realistically it could be any of them. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on this list that I'm like, I don't know why it's here. Yeah. My choice, though, is The Whale. 
for the prosthetics used on Brendan Fraser's character. Yeah. Because, gosh, they look so good. It you can't I can't even tell where the prosthetic around his head begins and where it's actually him. And his facial expressions in that movie are, are so strong. And that's part of the great work of his acting in that movie. And I don't think the prosthetics hold him back one bit. Yeah. So that's why it's my pick. How about you? Uh, I picked All Quiet on the Western Front. Because of all the stuff they did. All of the makeup they used on the people who got blown up or shot or whatever. Yeah. And when he's all in the mud and everything. That's all very incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I had to go with that one. I think we both picked the same one for this one. Yeah. But we'll do it as we've been doing the other ones. Mm-hmm. What, what do we got for best original score? All right. So our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front by Volker Bertelman, Babylon by Justin Hurwitz, The Banshee of Sharon by Carter Burwell, and Everything Everywhere All at Once by Sun Lux. I hope I said that right. And The Fablements by John Williams. All good scores for their respective movies. I feel like the obvious winner is Babylon. It's going to be Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. I remember when we saw it, we looked at each other, we were just like, oh yeah, yeah. this is the one. <laughs> also the most in-your-face of all of the music out of these nominees, Yeah, which is good. I also feel like we should take this moment to just give a little message and say, we apologize for mispronouncing names of, of movies or yeah. <laughs> or people. I'm sorry. It is cool that Everything Everywhere got a nomination for this one, especially since it got snubbed from the Golden Globes. Yeah. I wasn't happy about that. That's okay. Silly gooses. Our next one is Best Original Song. What'd you put? All right, so the nominees here are Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Not To Not To from RRR, and this is a life from everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I love that song. It is a good song. Oh, it's so good. You know what? I'll tell you this. Before the Golden Globes, I was inclined to pick Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick because I think that it was integrated into the movie really well. But this is also a genre that those two award shows typically pick the same thing. So for that reason, I am picking Not To Not To from RRR. Nice. I'm sticking with my same guess as the Golden Globes, Hold My Hand. And you know what? I think it's a... It's an honorable pick. Yeah, it's a good song. I wanted to pick This Is A Life, but, I don't know, something just made me pick Hold My Hand more over that song. And you know what? I appreciate that you didn't let your emotions control your your pick too much, that you (laughs) thought with with intentionality. Yes. Very good. Mm -hmm. What do we have for Best Production Design? All right, so the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablements. This was also a very difficult decision because I'd say most of these are incredible set designs and movies are set in amazing locations. But I had to go with Babylon. That was my pick. Just the the sheer scale of it all and all the old Hollywood sets in that sequence where I think it's a one shot, if I remember correctly, where it's going around all the different sets. Oh yeah, so yes. in that movie. Ooh, that was, that was good. good. Yeah. What'd you pick? I also picked Babylon. Yeah, okay. Oh, There's a lot that went into it. And as you kind of alluded to there, there's a huge variation in the sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they built 17 Wild West sets that look really good. And that's why, no, there's Wild West, there's 
other movies that they made. Like, there's a medieval movie that they make at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. I think it's good. I'll tell, I'll say this, though. I would be a little annoyed if Avatar won. <laughs> Me too. Because it, it feels like cheating that you would make digital environments. Not that it's not impressive. Yeah. But for... For set that, design. For that to win, when all these people put all this hard work into physical sets... Yeah. I'd be annoyed if I was one of the I would too. production designers. Our next category, we have Best Film Editing. What do we got for that? Well, our nominees are The Banshees of Inisharan. I'm not going to read the names on this one. Right. Sorry, <laughs> Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. And I pick Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's a good choice. And what really does it for me is the scenes where like Michelle Yeoh is screaming and it cuts to her screaming in like 76 different universes and it keeps her face in the middle but everything changes around it that's really cool i also think that just the way that the film is edited and constructed it takes a very complex story and makes it very easy to follow and easy to understand mm-hmm. and there's absolutely an alternate universe version of this movie where it's so confusing and you have to watch it six times just to find out what's going on yeah but the way that they did it in our universe <laughs> was really well done oh yeah I also picked everything everywhere all at once, and pretty much everything you've said, I would just be restating. But I will say, I was it was down to everything everywhere all at once for me and Tar. Tar is very also brilliantly edited, editing in the music and everything. Oh yeah, over top of the scenes and different cuts and whatnot, very well done. So I wouldn't be disappointed if that one won. Neither would I. Yeah, this will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for best documentary short? <clears throat> okay. So our nominees. The Elephant Whisperers. Haul Out. How Do You Measure a Year? The Martha Mitchell Effect. And Stranger at the Gate. So my guess for this one was based purely on what I thought about the title. <laughs> so I picked Stranger at the Gate because it sounds cool. Because <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. I also haven't <laughs> seen any of them. That was just poor t- poor time <laughs> scheduling on my part. Yeah. I, I do wish I had seen some of these. Me Maybe too. I'll watch the winner. I'm also basing my guess off title. Uh, my pick is How Do You Measure a Year? Oh, yeah. Again, nothing to say because we <laughs> haven't seen them. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Best documentary feature. We have All That Breathes, All the Beauty in the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Naval Knee. I think I said that right. Sure. And my pick is, in fact, Naval Knee, so I really hope I said it right. Yeah. Uh, again, I haven't seen any of these. I almost watched Naval Knee because it's on Crave, and it seemed to be about government conspiracy, and oh. it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. I might be wrong. I might be remembering it poorly. but Who knows? Everyone who saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but that's my guess. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my guess is Fire of Love. Oh, yes. I think what I really liked about this documentary is something, if I had watched it, but I didn't, because I haven't seen any of them. But that's, that sounded like a cool title to me, so I went with it. I think that was on Disney Plus, too. Could have watched it, but, oh well. I could have watched it, too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> what do we got for best costume design? Alright, well, first, we have some amazing nominations that definitely deserve to be on here. Most of them. Babylon, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, 
everything everywhere all at once, and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. So I have not seen the last one that I listed off, but the first four all have fantastic costume designs in these movies that are so well done. So it was so difficult for me to pick, and I'm still rethinking it. <laughs> what do you have highlighted? But I'm going to go with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Straight up, I've been watching like documentaries on it on Disney+, Plus, and I'm so tempted to change my, my guess to Black Panther. I went with Babylon. That was my other. <laughs> yeah. Wakanda and... Forever, all the costumes are so interesting and intricate to look at. Like, uh, during the beginning with all the white robes and dresses and everything. Like, that was incredible. The people in Telecon all have incredibly designed and very detailed, colorful costumes. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And also, the Black Panther costume is awesome, so. I think I'm going to stick with it because we're recording. I'm picking (laughs) Babylon. Yeah. Because of how time accurate all the costumes look. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, we dressed up Brad Pitt in a suit that looks like it's from the 1920s, 30s, 20s, 30s, 30s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like the costumes that they make for the movies in the movie look like costumes that would have been made at that time too. And we see a handful of movies, including an entire field full of quote unquote extras. I guess they are extras in real life too. Dressed up as, like, knights. Yeah, that's cool. Medieval soldiers type of thing. And, like, someone had to make a costume for all of them. And it looks pretty good. It does. And so I'm I'm committing. We'll see if I end up regretting that. <laughs> Alright. Next one is Best Cinematography. What are our nominees? Alright. Again, I'm not going to read the names of the cinematographers, and I apologize. We got All Quiet on the Western Front. Bardo. False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Saying it out loud, I feel like I should change my vote, but I'm not going to because I highlighted it and I'm committing. I'm not changing my votes on the episode. I'm going with All Quiet on the Western Front. Me too. But I wouldn't complain for a second if Tar won. Oh, absolutely not. It was beautiful. Gosh, that classroom scene that's all one shot in Tar. Incredible. incredible. Yeah. But All Quiet is also a very beautiful looking movie. It is. It's gorgeous. And I think there's also something to be said too about, especially there's a scene, minor spoilers here, I guess, where the Germans cross No Man's Land and take over a French trench. That's cool that it arrives. (laughs) And then chaos ensues kind of after like two minutes of victory with tanks and flamethrowers and all this craziness. And not for a second are you confused or lost on what's happening. You're very clear with, you know, where our main character is at, like, physically. And where, like, the people that he knows are and kind of what's going on. And I thought that that was yeah. shot really well. And that helped to, to make it, was. it interesting. And there's also some pretty long shots in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. That were very effective. The last scene is <sighs> glorious. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking, dude. Oh, yeah. Next up here, we have Best Animated Feature. Alright, so, we have Del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel Lachelle's Shoes On, Puss in Boots' The Last Wish, 
The Sea Beast and Turning Red. Some good nominations. Uh, some not so, but that's okay. Uh, I want Marcel the Shell Shoes on to win, because I think it's the best movie on this list. But I highlighted Del Toro's Pinocchio, because I feel like that's... It's Oscar super winner. safe. Yeah. I think very safe. I, I picked the same one. Yeah. I don't think we're we're wrong. No. It's a good movie. Alright. Uh elaborate on your sigh there. We saw Puss in Boots together and we didn't think it was that good. It could have been worse. Yeah. But it's not that good. No. <laughs> now now I just think this is fun, so I'm gonna throw it in here. I have a little piece of headcanon <laughs> in my in my mind. <laughs> Regarding this movie, we went and saw it at an advanced screening like a month before they released it. Yeah. And we went in and we it ended and we were like, eh, okay. And then everyone else started talking about it around Christmas time when it came out. This is definitely not true. <laughs> but in my mind, it makes me feel a little better thinking that we were actually shown a different cut of the movie <laughs> than what was released at Christmas. And that's why we don't like it a bunch. And yeah. everyone else seems to adore it. Nonetheless, I will be super annoyed if it wins. Yeah. <laughs> now we got Best Supporting Actress. I feel confident about this one. The nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. super glad that Hong Chao got a nomination because I think that her role in The Whale was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think this list is full of great performances, but it's going to Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I think it will, but I put my vote in for Stephanie Hsu Ooh. for Everything Everywhere. Look at uh, you go. Hey, I liked her in the movie. She was phenomenal in it. Like... All over the place. It was crazy. Very good. A very compelling performance. Uh, there's one scene in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, where Angela Bassett is just yelling at people very emotionally. And that's probably the reason she's going to win, because of that scene. But I think many scenes. All, many <laughs> scenes. But if they were to play a clip, be like, this is why she won, that would be the scene. Or even the clip with her nomination type of thing, yeah. I think Stephanie Shu has a good chance. Hey, I, I'd be happy to see her win. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't mind being wrong. Yeah, but I think I'm right. <laughs> Probably. I. I kind of think you are too. But whatever. All right. Tell us about Best Actress. All right. So Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna De Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I was very confident in my answer for the longest time. <laughs> and then I watched Tar. And I would not be surprised if Kate Blanchett won. But I'm putting my vote in for Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Her performance was spectacular, fun, emotional. Just all of it. It was great. Yeah. My vote is for Kate Blanchett for Tar. Now here's the thing. It's definitely one of us that's right. Yeah. It, we're not both wrong. And the crazy thing is, just out of curiosity, I was looking at, like, other award shows that I don't watch. 
to see like what the trend was. If it, you know, if Michelle Yeoh is winning everything, then I would have changed my vote. Or if Kate was doing anything, I would have felt more confident. Mm-hmm. It's like fifty fifty. Yeah. Michelle wins this one. Kate wins this one. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Our next category, we have best supporting actor. Some nice picks here. Uh, we got Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Sharon, And Kei Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And my pick, I'm not even going to defend it. It's Kei Hui Kwan for Everything yeah, Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Easily. Gosh, he's so good in that movie, dude. Amazing. And for being back acting in the longest time. Yeah. Amazing. And what's particularly impressive with him is that he essentially plays like four different characters. Yeah. Because uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, Evelyn, while she acquires skills and stuff Mm -hmm. from other universes, we see very little of what that other universe Evelyn looks like. Which is the which point. Is, which is fine. That's the point. Yeah. But Kei Kwan, we see her interacting with him from different universes, and that's crazy. Yeah. Because he plays, like, kind of a timid, scared, innocent guy in kind of, I don't know, the main universe. And then in the universe where she's a movie star, he's kind of a little more put together and articulate. Mm-hmm. And, gosh, it's so well done. He's winning. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to. Alright, here... I think that one's obvious. Here's one that could perhaps be a little less obvious. Mm-hmm. Best actor. What do we got? Alright. Alright, we have Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Uh, Paul Mescal for After Sun. And Bill Nye for Living. Do you want to tell us the obvious thing about this list? <laughs> the obvious thing is that Bill Nye... Is definitely not gonna win the Oscar. <laughs> he was a fine performance, but it, I kept waiting for the entire movie for like, all right, when's the scene where it's like, what, when's he gonna action? take it up a notch? Yeah. With, oh, he doesn't. Okay, <laughs> the movie's done. <laughs> yeah. What'd you pick? Uh, I picked Austin Butler for Elvis. I think he did a fantastic job. Many scenes. Where I'm watching the movie, I'm like, he deserves it. This is before I had seen the whale. But I'm still going with my vote. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking true and going Brendan Fraser for the whale. Yeah. Now, my concern is that I heard from someone a while ago that part of Brendan Fraser's like absence from Hollywood is because he upset someone from the Academy. And they were like, well, enjoy not acting for a while. Because they have influence. So I'm scared that... If that is true. If that's true, that they're not going to let him win because whoever it is is still mad at him. But I think his performance is incredible. Oh, it definitely is. I think he has a ton of emotion in his character that he does really well. And a moment in the movie that I think is not talked about enough, even by me, is when he gets really upset and frustrated two-thirds of the way through the movie, he kind of, like, anger and stress eats. And the way that he does that is so well done in a way that like he's wolfing down food in a way I don't it almost could have been funny to watch if he had done it not quite right but the way that he does it 
feels heartbreaking mm-hmm. because you you see the emotion that's involved in that incident. And I thought that that moment was crazy. It was. But that being said, when when they say his nomination, it's going to be the. I need to know that I've done one thing right with my. That's the. Oh yeah. That's the clip they're going to use. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Which was a great scene as well, and I think he acted spectacularly in that. Yeah, and the thing about my vote for Austin Butler is I was going through scenes in the movie and I'm like, there's lots of good stuff. But I don't know what they would pick like to be that scene. We'll find out. I don't know. I'm just... My guess would be maybe when he's singing uh, Trouble. All right, next we got Best Original Screenplay. What do you got for that? All right, I'm basing this off of dialogue. I feel I just wanted that to be put forward. Actually... Original and adapted, I have my pick based on the dialogue of the movie. I need to say the nominations first. So here we go. <laughs> we got The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. That's in there? Anyway. We'll get to that later. <laughs> my pick is The Banshees of Inisherin. Oh. Because I think that the conversations, especially between... Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson in that movie are incredible. And just like the little bits of nuance in what was written, I think was excellent. Also, it's crazy that a movie was written about two dudes stopping friends for some reason. And they made an incredible movie out of that. Yeah. That's special. Oh, yeah. But Uh, you picked. My pick was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. uh, Because... There are points in that movie where many people say, show, don't tell, which is true sometimes. But there are points in this movie where they just, where Evelyn, the main character, is like, all right, stop everything. What's going on? Tell me. Just tell me everything laid down right here. And then Kay Kwan's character, uh, Wayman, is just states everything. Just like, all right, so this is what's going on and just explains what's happening. And it's not like... Okay, exposition, this is great. Real good, right? Nice, nice job. It's like, wow, how did you make that interesting? Yeah. Just him explaining them sitting eating a bagel. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, it's a brilliant story that's so weird. But, but so understandable. So, yeah, and so heartwarming and a beautiful story. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that one winning. No. The, I, the only one that I wouldn't be happy winning on this list is Triangle of Sadness, really. Yeah. Nope. Again, we'll get to it. Yeah. What do you have for best adapted screenplay? All right. Our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. I picked All Quiet on the Western Front because I just think it's a fantastic movie, you know? Glass Onion is good, but I wouldn't. It's so cool it. that it got nominated here. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to win, but I'm so no. happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm picking All Quiet. I'm going to go with Woman Talking. Hmm? First of all, the most accurate title of a movie that's ever been. <laughs> it's a movie of women sitting in a room and talking with each other. And admittedly, there's. One or two moments in that movie that I thought were maybe comic relief where it wasn't necessarily needed. But the dialogue as a whole, again, I'm basing this on dialogue, 
I thought was incredible. And an issue that exists, especially in movies, women are not always written particularly well, and it can feel like awkward and stale when they do it. But this movie didn't feel that way. It felt like authentic and real. Mm-hmm. And I liked the different perspectives that they had and how that was presented in a, a convincing way. Yeah. So that's why I'm picking Women Talking. What do you got for Best Director? Alright, so let's look at the nominees here. We got The Banshees of Inisherin with Martin McDonough. Everything Everywhere All at Once with Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinbert. I hope I said that. Daniels. Right. The Daniels. The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Tar with Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness with Ruben Ostland. Yeah, sure. I thought about changing my my vote, but I gotta stick with my gut because I think it's good. Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. I agree. If if I wasn't so blown away with like his vulnerability in that movie, mm-hmm. and I think there was an incredible amount of maturity in how he portrayed his parents. Where I think it would have been super easy to make like his dad a bad guy or even his mom a bad guy, but to not commit to that, to be like, no, they're people who messed up at points in time when I was growing up, but they're not bad people, either of them. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. I also think this leans into cinematography a little bit, but he would have had a say in it, absolutely, mm-hmm. because there's moments in the movie that are shot in exactly the same way as scenes from his other movies are shot. Yeah. And that's awesome. Oh, yeah. The fact that you can, like, have very subtle nods to the rest of your work. And he's done a ton of movies. Yeah. But to be able to watch a scene and be like, oh, that's just like the scene in Jurassic Park where Laura Dern takes off her glasses. That's crazy. Or that's just like the scene with the boys riding their bikes in E.T. That was cool. Yeah. He does a really good job of kind of portraying what it, felt like for him as a youth being interested in movies and figuring out how he wants to make them and there's a scene where his parents and family are all arguing together and it's him sitting on the stairs watching it and it the camera moves around watching him and then goes over and then it's him imagining himself how filming filming how he would film it just lots of stuff like that during the movie that's very well done yeah very personal as well. Also, he's a director who's directing an actor to direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. All right, here's what I think we're going to do. is I'm going to get you to list off the nominees for Best Picture. Yeah. You say your pick. Yeah. I'll say mine. Yeah. And then I think we go through them all, all ten, with like a, we'll say it's two-sentence review thoughts on the movie two sentence ish don't do a super long run on sentence (laughs) (laughs) all right hit us with the nominees for best picture all right we have all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the banshees of inisharan elvis everything everywhere all at once the fablemans tar top gun maverick Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. I picked The Fablements. Good pick. What'd you pick? I picked Tar. Also good pick. We'll, we'll share our <laughs> thoughts on, on our picks when we get there. Yeah. 
We'll start at the beginning here. Two sentence review thoughts on All Quiet on the Western Front. All Quiet on the Western Front is a very gorgeous movie and heartbreaking story that encapsulates the horrors of war perfectly and not that I have experience, but it's a very touching movie and interesting to watch. Yeah. I I think that it was interesting to have the Germans as the protagonists in this movie and for it to be so well received in yes. America. And I love that they made so many war scenes, but not once are you like, oh, this is cool, but rather you're like, this is awful. And I, yeah. I, it sucks that this happened. Yeah. It's difficult to watch sometimes. Yeah. All right. Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah, the visual effects are pretty good, but I think the story is lacking, and I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Gorgeous movie. Unfortunately, the story is kind of uninteresting at times. Spend too much time in places that we don't need to spend. Like, the three-hour runtime is unneeded, and the music is not used well. There you go. I'm glad you mentioned the too-long thing, because I felt like I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Banshee's of Sharon is what seems like maybe a very simple movie, but when you watch it, you really understand how complex these people's brains are working and like the mental health in this movie is all over the place and you're very interesting to watch this story about two friends unfold yeah i think the dialogue's incredible i think it looks great that was a comma that's not two sentences yeah this is also part of the same sentence <laughs> i think it's a great movie i'd love to watch it again and i i wouldn't hate it if it won best picture but i don't think it will yeah elvis is very long but there's a number of moments and sequences that i think are really spectacular i'm happy it got nominated i don't think it's gonna win i think elvis has really unique editing very baz Luhrmann editing and stylized movie uh performances were incredible across the board and even though some details maybe were not as accurate as they could be, they did get a lot actually right to how life happened. The ending's amazing. Don't think it's going to win, though. All right. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I've said this before, but it is a very weird movie that seems like you would be thinking, what am I watching? I don't, this is weird. What you do think, but you also love it. And it's also a very beautiful story. Alright. Everything Everywhere, Sorry Other Nominees, is the best movie from last year. Yep. Unfortunately, I think that the Academy won't pick it, but gosh, you should watch it because it is actually the best. Oh, yeah. The Fablemans is incredibly vulnerable and incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll win. Maybe. <laughs> I think The Fablemans has a very good chance of winning, and I think it will win. Uh, seems like an obvious answer. It's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say about this movie. It's very... Fablemans is a beautiful movie. I don't say that, alright? It's beautiful. I think it'll win. Like you said, it's vulnerable, and it's such a personal story. 
that just touches you. Tar is very long, but there's absolutely nothing that you could cut out, and uh, the long runtime does contribute to the story and how kind of messed up some of the stuff in it is, but it's very good. Tar is not a movie that you could expect what was going to happen by watching the trailer or hearing a little bit about it. It makes you uncomfortable and uneasy in really incredible ways, and it ends in a way that's unexpected but totally deserved. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick is an excellent blockbuster and is way better than it deserves to be, but there's no chance it's winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Top Gun is really fun. And I think it's better than its predecessor, uh, which was unexpected. But that's about it. It's not going to win. I don't think it will anyway. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, Triangle of Sadness is not good. <laughs> it's too long. The dialogue isn't good. And its satire is so in your face and not hidden behind an actual story unlike parasite that i don't think it's a good movie and it should not win triangle of sadness has no right being on this list an argument could be made that i just didn't get it but i think that it's so far beyond me getting it that it doesn't deserve to be on this list at all yep woman talking is incredible for how basic not an insult its premises and how well it's written and how great the actresses are that deliver those lines Mm -hmm. it's worth a nomination yeah women talking is in fact the only movie on this list that i have not seen you're welcome there you go i wish i did though all right luke now that we've established our thoughts yeah and our predictions we're gonna go watch the oscars i'll probably put in a little sound effect to show the passage of time and then we'll come back and discuss our reactions oh yeah ready to go absolutely let's go and we're back yes we are uh boy we did not realize that the oscars would be ending before 10 o'clock our time yeah so we're actually recording like we just finished watching them less than an hour ago yeah we came back to the studio yeah (laughs) and decided to record yeah. So you're getting some pretty raw reactions. Yes. What were you, what were your general impressions without spoiling any winners uh, of the Oscars? Yeah. Uh, general impressions uh, were that it was pretty exciting to for, to see what the winners were. Happy with most of them, whether I was right or wrong. And Jimmy Kimmel was not funny at all. I can Ever. second that. Uh, despite that, though. I think this is probably one of the best Oscars I've ever seen. Yeah. I was happy with most of the winners. There's one in particular that we're both very mad at. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so when we did the nominations, we went through them in the order that our ballot was in. Yeah. In reverse order. For our reactions, we're going to go through them in the order that they won and were presented Yeah. at the show. And in the show, they started with Best Animated Feature. They did. The winner was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. We both picked it. We knew it. And you know what? Good choice. It. Yeah, that was good. I, I think we probably both agree that we liked Marcel the Show of Shoes on more. 
that is such a tongue twister. <laughs> but you know what? I'm happy to lose to Pinocchio. Yeah. That's good. And we both guessed it. We both got it right. Bingo. Not much to discuss, I guess. The yeah. second one, well, they actually invited two two hosts up. Also, I can barely remember who hosted no. each one. Dwayne Johnson. But the hosts, the hosts did supporting actor and actress right at the beginning. Typically, they only do one of them, and then actress happens like halfway through. So this is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But they did actor first. Right. And the winner, you can say it. I know you're happy. <laughs> All right. So the winner is Kehei Kwan. Darn right. So oh, yeah. Both right. Both guessed it. Super obvious. And uh, just so happy. He was so happy. I loved uh, his speech. Amazing. Oh, what a guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, lo- <laughs> I just loved how excited he was. And, like, he makes it known that, like, he was essentially told that he was never going to be popular or famous or be able to act ever again. Yeah. And to come back and then to win an Oscar, that's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm super happy for him. Supporting actress. This was exciting for us. <laughs> yeah. Because we were yeah. both wrong. Jamie Lee Curtis won. Also is, for Everything Everywhere. Yeah. I I was <laughs> I was pretty confident yeah. that Angela Bassett was going to take it. Yeah. I was had it down between her and Stephanie Hsu. I can't believe from Everything Everywhere at once, Jamie Lee Curtis won over Stephanie Hsu. Which, yeah. they were both good, but that was crazy. Weird. Yeah, that was I mean, another good speech. Yeah. A lot of good speeches tonight, actually. I don't think there's yeah. any that I didn't like. So maybe I'll stop saying that it was a good speech. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I was happy that she won. And our audience doesn't know this because we got rid of the recording. But when we were figuring out, like, testing our mics and stuff for our podcast, we did, like, a fake episode where we did the Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. And you actually picked I did. Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> as supporting actress. And I went, you fool. <laughs> now that's egg oh. on my face. <laughs> uh, crazy. What was next? The next one was documentary feature. <clears throat> in which one of us was correct. And it was what? me. Yeah. Navalny. Oh, that's actually how it's pronounced as well as Navalny, not Navalny. <laughs> I, w- I would like to go back to about halfway through that first chunk of the episode there where I apologized to all the names of movies and people that we would mispronounce. We learned how wrong we were for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not a lot, but a few for sure. Yeah. Such as the winner, Navalny. Navalny. There you go. So learned a little bit more about it. And uh, I think I'm actually going to watch it. Yeah. Because it sounds cool. And... I mean, the people who were behind it seemed genuinely passionate. Yeah. I think any of the winners would have seemed passionate, but this seems like a documentary worth watching. Yeah. Again, I didn't see it, so I can't yeah, me say anything yet, but yeah. moving on to best live action short. Best live oh, action short. and again, with pronunciation correction, our guess, we called it Ivalu. Is actually Evalu. <laughs> Man, we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but okay. the winner was actually an Irish goodbye, which I didn't know anything about any of these, but playing just the footage, I really wish I could have watched it before. Oh, I would have loved to have seen yeah. that as well. 
It was pretty sweet because it was the one of the guy's birthday. So they used the time from the their speech to sing him happy birthday. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. that was pretty nice. Moving on to cinematography. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There were lots of good choices, and I am happy to say that All Quiet on the Western Front did in fact win this award. You know, they point for both of us. Oh yeah. Definitely deserved it. It was beautiful. I think we've said all the reasons why we sh- thought it should have won, and that's why it won. So Beautifully shot. Yeah. Totally deserved. Next up was makeup and hairstyling, which, again, one of us was right and one of us was wrong. Yeah. And my ego was boosted <laughs> because I was right with the whale. Yeah. Deserves I, it. Yeah. I'm happy. I talked about it in the earlier part. Yeah. Excellent prosthetics. Oh, yeah. Following that... It's costume design. You betcha. One of us was right. <laughs> and my ego was deflated. Yep. Because I was right. Me. With Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I'm so happy it won. It you know so deserved it. You know what's crazy? If you go back earlier in the episode, you can hear me being like, Oh, I wonder if I should change my vote. <laughs> no, I'm going to say true. <laughs> now I'm wishing I had. Yep. Uh-huh. Golly. And hey, you know what? I'm happy that it won. Oh, yeah. Spoiler, it didn't win anything else, Black Panther. Yeah. I'm glad it got one. Um, these costumes are incredible, so I'm super happy that it won that. Definitely. Following that was the best international feature film. Ah, uh, yes. Of which both of us had only seen one. Yes. That's the one we voted for. And lucky for us, it won. Oh, yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, which had no shortage of wins. We'll get to some more of them. And you know what? Worth it. Such a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm happy that it won. Yeah. This would be a good time to mention one of the weird things. Jimmy Kimmel had like his monologue at the beginning. He kind of said that oh, yeah. they filmed the best picture before everyone showed up and gave it to All Quiet on the Western Front. Which essentially told everyone... That That's it not... wasn't going to win. Yeah. And I was like, well, not that either was voted for it for best picture. But to know for a fact that it wasn't going to win was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. God, Jimmy. Ah, <sighs> what a guy. But after that was another one that we had no idea about. Best documentary short. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. That we are on record as judging based on titles alone. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of us are right. Nope. It was the Elephant Whispers. Yeah, there you go. And I would tell you that I almost picked it, but I don't think you'd believe me mm-hmm. because it's like, oh yeah, you were going to pick the winner, big deal. <sighs> so I won't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like you are telling us that, though. <laughs> anyway. Moving what's... on to one that I was grossly wrong about, Best Animated Short, in which we both picked Ice Merchants, and we were pretty confident yeah. And then it went to The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, which my wife is super happy that that one won because she loved it to bits. And I went, yeah, it was pretty good, but I don't think it's going to win. <laughs> Egg on my face. <laughs> yep, I didn't watch it, so, unfortunately. Why don't you tell us about the following one? Production design. Oh, production design. We were both wrong. It went to All Quiet on the Western Front. And I'm okay that we were wrong. Yeah. To a certain extent. (laughs) 
Here's the thing, is they play clips and, like, demonstrations of the awards, like, the nominees for each award. Yeah. And the clip that they showed for Babylon really sold that this was the best one. And then it didn't win. And I don't know, maybe just don't show off the incredible production (laughs) design for the movie that's not going to win. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I would have liked it to have gone to Babylon, but but I'm not that upset about it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to a different category, which we'll get to. Yeah. That we are quite upset about. Yeah. After that, oh, speaking of getting to it, it's the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Best original score. Man, were we convinced that it was Babylon? Yep. From the second that movie was done, we were like, that's the winner. That's the one. Right there. Yeah. Nope. It went to All Quiet on the Western Front. And as we were watching the movie, we were like, oh, the score's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Like, worth a nomination. Did not think that it was going to win. Not at all. I don't know if someone on the Babylon production team upset someone. (laughs) I don't know what happened. We listened to it on the drive to the studio, and that score (laughs) for Babylon is just incredible. It's amazing. It's it's perfection. We we were. Which, I'm not dissing All Quiet on the Western Front, but it should have. It should have won. Babylon should have won. Whatever. It's fine. It, we spent that it, whole commercial <laughs> break just just upset. <laughs> oh boy. But after that, we had the screenplay oh, awards yes, back to back. He did. First one was original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Now I based my guesses based on dialogue. So did I. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, one of us was right. Mm-hmm. My ego was deflated again because yep. it was you. It was me. Everything, everywhere, all at once. One best original screenplay. I think it absolutely deserved to. Now I'm at so this happy. at this point in the award show, we're starting to realize how much love there is for everything, everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I wonder if I should consider consider changing my vote. But we couldn't because we already recorded enough. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now my ego was repaired for adapted screenplay. Yeah. When I was right. And I was guessing wrong. that women talking would win. Yeah. And actually, we went inside at our local theater. And there were a lot of people that were really happy that women talking. Oh, yeah. Women we saw the Oscars. I thought yeah. you were saying we saw women talking. No. I didn't see it. I wish I did. <laughs> Yeah, I was happy that that won, mostly because yeah. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we had the award for best sound. Yeah, we did. We were both wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I don't want to speak for you necessarily, but I would say that we're mildly upset. Yes. Because Top Gun Maverick won. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't say that there were any moments of sound that blew me away in yeah. Top Gun. It had, it had good sound. I don't know. They had a little spiel about it, and they were like, they recorded the sound of actual jets. And I was like, okay. Of course they did. Yeah, But I've never (laughs) been watching a movie and been like, man, that plane doesn't sound very good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Oh Quiet should have won. So do I. But I I went on about people eating and (laughs) crunching noises. Moving on. (laughs) To Best Original Song. Which, this is one thing about the Oscars I find weird, is, you know, throughout the night, they'll have, like, a little previews for the Best Picture nominees. Right. right. That works for me. But they also have the artists come in and sing the nominees for Best Original Song. 
I don't think that's necessary. I don't think so either. And here's the thing. I will say, so they sang all of them. Uh, when they sang This Is The Life, man, there were some parts of that song where it yes. didn't sound good <laughs> live. Sounds great. Recorded. In the movie, it's spectacular. The, it's perfect. But, oh boy. I noticed that. <laughs> it was not nice. And it, I just want to say, it's not that I don't want them to do this because I don't respect musicians. I just think that there are other awards that musicians have, you know, opportunities for them to to perform their songs in other award shows. And for the Oscars, which always goes too long, I don't think that we need to see a live performance of each song. Yeah. That being said, I'm happy because I won with yeah. Not Too Not Too from RRR. Yeah. Okay, and I did just complain about them performing live. But that was awesome. But the dance team that they had that was, so cool. was sick. It was awesome. I loved it. That was, I need to watch that movie. So do I. All right. All right, we're getting close to the big ones. What Did big I ones? miss? Did you skip some? I never marked down VFX. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking into that one right now. All right, so VFX visual effects. We'll, we'll do it now. All right. Man, I made a mistake. <laughs> okay, so best visual effects. I do not remember what you picked. I picked Avatar. Right, okay, you were right. I, I was, was wrong. I was right. I didn't I'm want to pick an Avatar. I expected it to win, but I didn't want to pick it because I thought All Quiet had more unique visual effects that suited the movie greatly. And mixture of visual effects and stuff caught on camera was perfect. Avatar has some of that, but it's mostly all just CGI creations out of everything. But whatever. Motion I, capture, all that stuff. I think All Quiet should have won. Yeah. But I had to play it safe. Yeah. I'm glad I did because it means that I won. But I'm also a little <laughs> sad that it wasn't all quiet. So I don't actually know where that placed. <laughs> but we'll move on to... Gosh, I hope I didn't miss another one. Next up, probably, <laughs> was... <laughs> Next was film editing. Right. Remember what you picked? I picked everything everywhere all at once. All right, so we were both right. Yes, we were. Sweet. Super happy that it won. Oh, yeah. And again, another notch towards, is this mm. actually going to win? Surely not. No. No way. But maybe. Who knows? Now, our suspicions were furthered. With the next category, Best Director, which is now Best Directors. Yeah, for a Triangle of Sadness. That was crazy, right? I'm editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. No. For the Daniels. For everything we all at once, we both picked Spielberg, right? I did. I so, did. I guess we both, yeah. I was a little surprised that he didn't win, but also we got very excited. Oh, yeah. And that that was when I leaned over to you. I was like, it's going to win Best Picture, dude. I can't believe it. And we'll tell you who won Best Picture in a second, as if you don't already know. But first we'll talk about Best, best actor. actor. Egg on your face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that... Mm-hmm. That Brendan Fraser won. Oh. Yeah. And I know I said I wouldn't talk about speeches, but I really appreciate his. I'm sad Austin Butler didn't win, but I'm also not sad because Brendan Fraser was good. It was good that Brendan Fraser won because he did a good job. I just Also, I think this is going to do wonders for the future of his career. The fact that he won the Oscar, I think he's going to be in a ton of stuff in the next couple of years. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But I think it'll work. Um... Egg on my face, though. 
Oh, yeah. For Best Actress. I really thought Kate Blanchett was going to win. Yeah. I'm also not upset that Michelle Yeoh won. I am so happy that Michelle Yeoh won. That's you, what I'm you talking gave about. a little whoop. I did. <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> it's incredible that, not to be ageist, but that Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis, who are not young women, both won tonight. That's pretty awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. Best picture, in which I had chosen Tar, and you had picked the Fablemans. I did pick the Fablemans. And this one... Got us so (laughs) excited. When Triangle of Sadness (laughs) didn't win. (laughs) This is not funny, man. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So excited, yeah. (laughs) You you can say it. I'll I'll let let you you say it. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. One best picture. And we lost it. It was awesome. We were cheering so hard. We, were, we I clapped so hard that my hands hurt, dude. They were too... Le- we tried to high-five each other after, but we were too excited. about <laughs> that. It, it was the worst high-five in history. Oh, gosh. That's okay. Oh, Incredible. Amazing. That this movie won. I'm so this, happy. I remember watching it almost a year ago now, because that came on like April, at least oh, for yeah, us. It did. Super early. And I went and saw it, and I, it ended, and I was like, I really like that. And I sat with it for a couple of days, and I started telling people that I think it was the best movie of the year. Like, legitimately. Which is very bold of me to say, before the halfway point of the year. Um, And I've, we talked about it in our Best and Worst of 2022. Right. But we both picked that one as our favorite film of last year yeah and look we don't follow all the film awards essentially it's the golden globes and the oscars yeah i i've heard kind of who's won at other ones like the baftas or yeah the sags or whatever i recently found out that there were like oh an award thing for specifically just the scores of movies so i was looking (laughs) at those but other than that i don't really Tune in. And I think we were both discouraged from picking everything everywhere because it didn't win the Golden Globe. Yeah. I mean, that definitely had a part to play in why I didn't pick it because I was like, oh, I loved it. But obviously, you know, those Academy art-focused folk wouldn't pick it. Man, I'm so happy I'm wrong. Yeah, me too. This is probably my favorite Best Picture pick of all time. I'm very emotional about it but man i'm so happy that it won i think it deserved it completely and the fact that like the only cast member who wasn't who didn't win was stephanie shu because she was in the same category as jamie lee curtis if there'd been another category she probably would have won probably i do feel a little bad for her Actually, because everyone's standing on stage with with an Oscar. Oscar in their hand, and she's just kind of like, cool, guys. Yeah. Good to be here. Which I think she should have won over Jamie Lee Curtis, but whatever. I talked about that. But yeah, it was crazy. Oh, very happy to be wrong. And you know what? With the two biggest movies of the night being all quiet and everything everywhere, Pretty solid. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked that Fableman's and Tar didn't win anything. Me too. That's crazy. 
That's weird. Those are both great movies, and you should oh, watch yeah. them. Absolutely. When you have the chance. Yeah. Don't watch Triangle of Sadness. <sighs> Incredible. If you have Apple TV+, Plus, I actually would recommend watching The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. It's pretty heartwarming. Yeah, I could have watched it. It may even cause you to shed a tear. Or two. An emotional tear. But not as much as we shed when we found out that everything everywhere won <sighs> Best Picture. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I, this is one of the best Oscars I've ever watched. Yeah. I wish All Quiet would have beat Avatar for VFX. Me too. I don't know why Top Gun won for sound. Outrageous that Babylon didn't win best score. Yeah, that is just... But for two mild, like, oh, I kind of wish something else would have won, and only one that really upset me. Yeah. That's pretty solid. That's pretty good. For an award yeah. show. I had a I, I I couldn't be more happy to be wrong about my pick for best picture. Oh yeah. Like most of the things that I picked didn't win. I only had a thirty percent accuracy rate for my, my picks. Fifty percent, baby. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm happy for the majority of them, even if they were wrong. Some of them I'm a little but whatever. It's fine. Also incredible that Black Panther won costume design. Yeah. Totally. So win for it. Marvel. Yeah, especially since they didn't get a, a nomination for soundtrack, yeah, which is weird. strange, but that's okay. No. All right, we we could babble on for way too long. Yeah, about our feelings, but we've shared our our initial reactions, and that's what this was. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. We're super happy that everything ever won. We will see you. Oh, I need to mention. We haven't been super explicit about this, but so far. We've been releasing on the first and third Wednesday of the month, mm-hmm. which thus far in the year has just resulted in every other week. But this month, March, has a fifth Wednesday. And we are we are doing the first and third, not just bi-weekly, even though that's what it's been. We will be doing an episode in two weeks in which we'll be discussing the John Wick films, mm-hmm. including the fourth one which will have come out by then. And then we'll be doing back-to-back. The following week, we'll be talking about video game movies to celebrate the release of the Super Mario Brothers movie because that will be the first Wednesday of that month. Right. So typically we do first and third. We are going to do the fifth because we feel like it's special and we don't want to have a two-week gap. We'd rather go back-to-back weeks than two weeks with nothing. Yeah. And that'll happen again in the year. So we will see you in two weeks for John Wick. Yeah. And Luke. Hit us with a send-off. <laughs> Alright. I just... This is all the send-off is. Just go watch everything everywhere at once if you haven't. That's all I have to say. I'm too excited to think of anything snappy or anything. Just go watch the movie. Alright. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, 
you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.